I'm going to ask you if you uh, would like to turn in your copy of God's Word with me. I'm actually going to be reading from two passages of Scripture. The first is from the Old Testament, from the prophet Isaiah. And then we will go, and that's from Isaiah 35, uh, 1 through 6. And then we'll turn to Matthew chapter 15 and read the story of Jesus feeding the 4,000. If you are physically able, I'll ask you in honor and reverence of the reading of God's Word to stand with me this morning. As I first read from Isaiah 35, and I just wanted to use the, the Scripture from Isaiah to kind of set the stage for Matthew that we're going to be reading today of what it meant for Jesus to come. Isaiah 35 says, The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who have an anxious heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. And then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a deer, and the tongue of the mute sing for joy. For waters break forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. Jesus went on from there and walked beside the Sea of Galilee, And he went up on the mountain and sat down there, and great crowds came to him, bringing with them the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, and many others, and they put them at his feet, and he healed them, so that the crowd wondered when they saw the mute speaking, the crippled healthy, the lame walking, and the blind seen, and they glorified the God of Israel." And then Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion on the crowd because they have been with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And I am unwilling to send them away hungry, lest they faint on the way. And the disciples said to him, Where are we to get enough bread in such a desolate place to feed so great a crowd? And Jesus said to them, How many loaves do you have? They said, Seven and a few small fish. And directing the crowd to sit down on the ground, he took the seven loaves and the fish, and having given thanks, he broke them and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds, and they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up seven baskets full of broken pieces left over. Those who ate were four thousand men besides women and children. And after sending away the crowds, he got into the boat and went to the region of Magadan. May the Lord add His blessing to the reading of His Word today. You may be seated. The Bible has quite a bit to say about mountains. God's work and glory is continuously seen through the Old Testament and the New on mountains. And this is one of those where God's tender compassion and gentle goodness is experienced through the person of Jesus Christ As the Scripture says, he went up on the mountain and sat down. This was the region rather closely to 
where the legion had been brought out of, the legion of demons had been brought out of the tormented man. This man went back into his family, into his town, and now that Jesus was coming back into the area of Decapolis, and had they heard that Jesus was coming, and those who maybe once didn't want anything to do with him now were bringing their sick, and they were coming to Jesus to hear the teachings of God. Some thought, since it was in the Decapolis region, that this was mainly a Gentile crowd. Whatever it was, here Jesus turns this mountain into a doctor's office for the great physician. Here Jesus, on this mountain, turns it into a great conference center that they would hear the God-man speak the oracles of God. And here Jesus turns this mountain into a humble banquet hall as He provides physical nourishment for all that come to Him, for all that linger with Him, for all that stay for dinner. That's the title of today's message as well. Coming to Jesus and staying for dinner. So may we with faith, may we with curiosity, may we with wonder and hope come to Christ today for His touch. And may we not rush with busy hearts, but may we stay with Him to listen and have this compassionate Jesus fill our hungry souls from heaven's supply. Precious Lord, uh, we come to you again asking you to minister into our hearts. Lord, to perform surgery on our souls as the great physician. To teach us, Lord, your word and who you are. Lord, feed us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Four simple observations with the Scripture in Matthew today that I would like to make. Very simple ones, and yet it is the simplicity of the Gospel that is so encouraging and beautiful to us. And Jesus Christ reminds us in the other Gospels that uh, we are to come to Him like a what? A child. Humble. Trusting. Believing. And so may we come to Him humbly today, even in the midst of these very simple observations on a powerful and beautiful story, revealing Jesus' compassion on the crowds. And therefore, since we know that Jesus is God in the flesh. He's revealing to us God's compassion upon the crowds. And not only upon that crowds, but it reveals to us today God's compassion for you, my brother. For you, my sister. The New Living Translation says, when Jesus says He has compassion on them, it actually just says He felt sorry for them. That was so encouraging to me in the last couple of weeks in reading this Scripture. That God has compassion on my needs and on my life. He, if you will, feels sorry for those who come to Him. The first observation is, is very simple. Jesus has come. God has come to us in the person of Jesus Christ. Emmanuel, God with us. And here we see on this Galilean 
ministry tour that he goes up on the mountain and he sits down. Jesus has come to us and he's walked among us. He is in heaven in the flesh and he's coming back. And here is Jesus desires us to come to him. He knows that we are sick. He knows that we are feeble. He knows that we are in need of healing. And yes, He did heal physically, and Jesus at His will and for His glory still would heal physically today and does. But these healings point to a greater healing. They were not ends to themselves. They pointed us to the greater time when Jesus heals us completely in that great day. We still, even though we are in need of physical healings as our bodies grow older and hurt and we have illnesses, but our greatest need, beloved, is spiritual healing, healing for our soul. We are a wounded people in our soul. We are sick people in our soul. And we need the great physician to touch us. They came just as they were. And it said that they brought the blind, the crippled, the mute, and many others, and they put them at His feet, or they cast them down. They just they carried them, brought them, led them, and they put them down at the feet of Jesus Christ. And it says that He healed them. Beloved, you might ask today, how do I come to Jesus? How am I to have my soul healed? from its many diseases of the violence that's been done against my heart and my soul, by others, by Satan, by the world, even by my own flesh. How do I come to Jesus and you just come and cast yourself at His feet? Do not wait until you're better. Do not wait until you think you're going to, to not be lame or not be crippled or not be mute. Whatever it is, you come just as you are and you cast your life at the feet of Jesus and say, I'm trusting you. Heal me. Save me from sin, from death, from separation from the holy God in hell. Save me, Lord Jesus. I come just as I am to You now. Not until I get it all together. Not until I'm strong and I don't have a limp. My brothers and sisters will be limping all the way to heaven. Do not wait, but come to Him now and cast yourself at Jesus' feet. Even we as Christians forget this simple truth even though we know the doctrine and theology of how we're saved by a good God by grace and not of our own works, for some reason we still think we're going to earn God's appreciation by how strong we are, how much we work, how good we are. And yet God is just saying every day, come to me as you are. And we know that we're saved by grace, but we forget to live by that same grace, by that same principle. To come as we are, crippled, lame, hurt, wounded, sick. Come to the One that came to us by faith and call out to Him in prayer, Jesus, the great Physician, touch my life. Secondly, we see in this Scripture that Jesus wants us to linger with Him. 
Jesus desires us to linger with Him. In the story it says that these people that had come and many of them received healing and they says they glorified the God of Israel which is always the goal of any great move of Jesus Christ or of the church today is to glorify God and to cast our eyes upon our Heavenly Father. But it says that this same crowd that received healing, that brought their loved ones to Him, and they saw the crippled walking strong and straight now, it says that they stayed three days with Him. Beloved, I want you to know today, Jesus desires for you to linger with Him in this life. To not come, if you will, for your quick healing, for the quick I'll run, for the quick baptism to say, well, I've got my fire insurance. Now I'm going to run and go be about my business. That is not what Jesus desires. And it's not true salvation. But He desires for you to come by faith, trusting in His healing, trusting in His grace and strength. But He then, then begins the journey of lingering with Jesus. Beloved, this is something we have lost in our fast-paced world, is the ability to sit and linger with our Lord. You see, the truth is, they could have left after the healing too. We're not told that Jesus commanded them, now you stay with me three days, but they were so in awe with the God of Israel, they were so in awe with Jesus, the Messiah, that they stayed for three days listening to His voice. Listening to Him to share the glories of the good news, the gospel, the kingdom, and He taught them. Jesus desires this today, beloved. Christian, hear me today. You are secure that your soul's been healed by the blood of Jesus Christ, but I want to tell you, Jesus desires for you to linger with Him today. To spend time in contemplation and meditation and prayer looking at the Word and allowing it to speak to you and just sitting still. Jesus desires you today not to come for your quick devotion and then go about your business, but to practice the presence of God each and every day of your life. To give Him thanks and glory all throughout your day. To pray to Him, to call to Him. To hide His Word in our hearts that we may not sin against us and we might be saved from many traps that are set out before us. Jesus desires for you to linger with Him today. Not just to come for the quick healing and then say, Glory to God, we'll see you maybe on the next round. Not just to come for an hour a week or two or three or four, but to linger with Him throughout each day of your life. Why? We see in this very passage, the same people that were healed, listen, the same people that were healed still got hungry and weak. Christian, I hope that you have a wonderful assurance through the grace of Jesus Christ that you are saved. But we still need fed or we get weak. We do not come for the quick fix and then think, I signed my insurance paper, I'm gone, I'm going about my, my life now. That is not true salvation. We come to Him because we realize we're sick. 
we stay with Him because we know that we need to hear what He has to say to us and learn from Him. Because the truth is, if we didn't stay for dinner, we'd be sick and faint on our journey home. And that's why it's so sweet that Jesus, they stay with Him three days. And then it says, again, the New Living just says He felt sorry for them. He had compassion on these people that came, brought their, their lives and the lives of their loved ones and trusted them at the feet of Jesus Christ. But then they stayed also to hear Him for three days teaching. But He didn't want to send them away hungry. He says, I have compassion on the crowd because they have been with me now three days and have had nothing to eat. I am unwilling, Jesus said, to send them away hungry. Beloved, those words should still ring true to us today. Jesus is unwilling to send you away hungry into this world. I'm unwilling to send them away hungry lest they faint on the way. Beloved, Jesus doesn't want you or us weak and sick and fainting on the way home, even if heaven is your home. And even though, as I said before, they were healed, they still needed fed, and so do we. That's why we need to linger and stay for dinner. Not just come for the quick antibiotic and get the shot in the arm and then the rush, but to come to Jesus in faith, to linger with Jesus in our life each and every day and allow Him to feed us because Jesus doesn't want you going out to this cold, hard, and dark world hungry in your soul. Because here's the truth, if you don't linger, if you don't stay for supper, if you don't allow Jesus to feed your spirit, to nourish your soul, you'll start feasting off the delicacies of this world trying to find something to satisfy your soul, to quiet your mind, to bring some peace to your body, and you'll start feasting off the things of this world. And the problem is, they do not satisfy. Only Jesus. And they leave us hungrier. And we're crawling, and weak, and sick, and fainting on our way. If you don't linger... You miss the teaching. If you don't linger, you miss the meal that Jesus has provided for all of our lives, but also you individually. And you grow weak in faith. You grow weak in power. And we're just crawling, sick, and fainting in this world. And I want you to know today, Jesus feels sorry for you and me when we get in that situation. He has compassion on you. You might be thinking today, Brother Allen, you don't know how bad I've messed up, how bad I've really walked away from Jesus, how I'm just playing the part as a Christian today being in church. You don't know. Can I tell you today, no matter what you've done, where you've been, Jesus feels sorry for you and He has compassion on you and He wants to feed you today. And He wants to heal your sin-sick soul. This same Jesus that walked up on the mountain and welcome them to bring the crippled and the lame and the mute is the same Jesus that knows what's going on in your life today and He has compassion for you. He still wants you to come to Him and cast yourself at His feet. He still wants you to linger with Him and enjoy His presence. He still wants to feed you. That's 
a glorious truth. There's nothing you can do to make Jesus love you any more or any less. He just says, come. Come and stay. Linger with me a while. Let me feed you. What a compassionate God we serve, beloved. Jesus desires for you to feast on Him by faith today, trusting in His nourishment. Feasting on His presence, walking with Him and talking with Him, trusting in His power until we are satisfied. And I love that. It says, they all ate and were satisfied. And again, another translation says, they all ate as much as they wanted. And I thought of that wonderful old hymn, Bread of Heaven, Bread of Heaven, Feed Me Till I Want No More. What that means, the old hymn writer was saying, Feed me, Jesus, until I want no more of the things of this world, the toys of Satan. Feed me, Jesus, satisfy my soul that I do not go after the trappings of Satan and this world. Feed me, Lord, until we are satisfied. And I want to say this today. Jesus is all you need. For every problem in your life, for every longing in your soul, for every hurt and wound in your spirit and heart, beloved Jesus is all you need. Come to Him and cast yourself at His feet today. And then Jesus says, stay with me. And then linger with Him. And stay for dinner. And get full. Don't rush away from His presence. Because the truth is, beloved, nothing else can fill the longing and need of your soul today except Jesus Christ. Come. Linger. Stay for dinner. Wait until Jesus fills you. Find His healing today. See His compassion. Heavenly Father, draw us, Lord, unto Yourself. Heal our sin-sick souls. Feed us, O God, with nourishment from heaven. In Jesus' name, Amen.